Welcome to the White Rabbit Hole podcast. Follow us to discover the daily wonders of a young and smart creative agency in the heart of Europe. Today we talk about the role of communication professionals in the EU bubble is constantly evolving due to several factors, such as the increased use of digital communication tools, the changing media landscape, and the growing importance of social media. In the past, the focus of communications professionals in the EU bubble was primarily on traditional media relations, such as building relationships with journalists, drafting press releases and organizing press conferences. While these activities are still important, there has been a shift towards a more integrated approach that encompasses a wider range of communication channels, including social media, podcasts, video storytelling, and other digital platforms. Moreover, the EU bubble is becoming more diverse and complex, with more actors involved in policymaking and communication activities. Therefore, communications professionals must be able to identify and engage with a variety of stakeholders, including policymakers, civil society groups, and the general public. In addition, the increasing importance of transparency and accountability means that communications professionals must be able to navigate complex regulations and communicate complex policy issues in a clear and impactful manner. Overall, the role of a communication professional in the EU bubble is evolving to encompass a wider range of skills, including digital communication, stakeholder engagement, and strategic thinking. The ability to adapt to changing circumstances and stay up to date with the latest communication trends and technologies is also crucial for success in this dynamic environment. Today, we are happy to host Anna Coy, Managing Director of the Brussels Office of Mavens, recruiting agency leader in connecting talents and experts to public affairs. Also the studio today is Alberto Macari, creative director and founder of White Rabbit Creative Agency, a young communication studio in Brussels dedicated to creating unique digital assets for public affairs communication projects. Welcome, Anna. Thank you for joining White Rabbit Podcast today. Hi, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. And I'm glad to have you here today, Anna. Can you tell us your opinion about what are the major changes that you have observed in the role of communications profile in the EU bubble in the recent years? Well, uh, that's a good question. And I think actually uh, the role and the profile of communications professionals in Brussels has evolved quite a lot over the last months and, and a couple of years even uh, with a number of changes. But uh, one of the key things that we are observing is um, a growing number of stakeholders that communications professionals have to address and be in touch with. And what that means is that our clients and organizations we speak to essentially are looking for corporate communications skills and expertise in uh, professionals that will then be dealing with communications in a political and policy context. Um, and actually, I would be super interested in understanding from you, someone who comes from uh, most of your experience having spent in, in communications in the private sector, what it has been like to move to Brussels and now work with all these actors trying to influence the policymaking process in Brussels. I think that the role of communication experts should not be locked to an industry or audience, as the real role of those in this profession is to listen, to absorb and translate the needs in, into impactful messages. So we may say that the process does not change. Goals certainly change, the strategy to follow and the messages, but thankfully communication has always one objective, 
that it to reach people's attention. The key is really to be authentic. Truth well told, say the motto of Michael Erickson, one of the world's most successful communication agency. That's why it's important for a communication guy like me to be part of the process from the early steps. So that strategy, creativity, and production speak the same language with the result that messages are conveyed more effectively. That's very interesting. And it's actually super interesting that we can we can chat about this because it's it's very insightful for, for me as well. I have to say, when speaking to communications professionals in Brussels, this is the feedback that we often also get, uh, that they um, do not always feel they are included at the very beginning of the strategic discussions around um, the approach that an organization wants to have uh, at influencing specific uh, discussions and policy debates in Brussels. Um, so indeed, I think, you know, it's it's a very good point that a lot of it is about not trying to squeeze in a solution into a kind of a preset uh, model, but rather include the communications professionals from the very beginning, whether they are a consultant or, you know, an in-house team member in the strategic discussions so that they then can make best use of their skill set and expertise and advice on the right channels and the right uh, approaches Absolutely. to communicate the message. Correct. Developing a communication strategy with a creative approach means to, most of all, creating valid storytelling, a core message that it can be adapted to different media and different target or stakeholders strong enough to don't be distorted. And this gives you the freedom to experiment or to choose the channel more in line with the campaign. It makes me think actually about two points. On the one hand, that um, I think many organizations in Brussels being used, of course, when they recruit for policy professionals, um, when they look for communications experts, they also want to ensure that they hire someone who already has prior experience in their sector. But based on what you're telling me and, you know, what we're discussing, it seems that indeed, um, you know, the process and the approach is the same regardless of the industry you work with. It's important to understand this industry, but it is very much possible even if um, maybe you've worked with a similar industry, but not necessarily directly already on very specific topics, um, which I guess also is quite unique to communications professionals. And that is part of the conversation that we are having with many of our clients, um, discussing the types of profiles they need and the core skills that we should be focusing on when helping them to find the right person. Well, I don't know if the right person should be a kind of Swiss army knife. I believe communication is a process that needs change, exchange and confrontation. Even if today more than ever technology gives us the tools to do a lot by ourselves, like ChatGPT makes us all copywriters, uh, while Canva allows us to visualize ideas without knowing about design. In my opinion, the skill communication profiles should stress in the selection process is the sensitivity in translating, translating complex messaging into something clear and memorable. Some people do it better with words, other with video or design, and bringing together strategies, copywriters, art director, and designer is more valuable than try to get the same result from one person only. But I think, you know, it's an evolving market in a way. If we look at the uh, the EU bubble and the role of communications experts, what is interesting as well is maybe to try and understand what we, underst what we understand when we talk about communications professionals. Because 
This is a yet another reflection um, based on a number of conversations with clients, but also with candidates that communications professionals can mean many different things. You also mentioned, you know, an art director, a copywriter. Right. And um, sometimes I feel still there is a bit of a misunderstanding or a kind of a false expectation and perception that you may find very easily one person that, you know, on the one hand will be writing like a native and will create impactful stories. On the other, will be able to edit video uh, recordings and, um, you know, create design for reports. Whereas these ultimately might be skill sets um, that fall into different categories within the communications as such. Indeed, there are differences in role, but we certainly cannot approach communication as we did in the past when everyone was in charge of one specific task. Ultimately, where we want to sell good storytelling. So even if we don't have a support team, a communication expert should be able to show how his idea may be executed, how it would bring to life and the formats in which it can better resonate with the target audience. When presenting idea, I personally rely heavily on mockups and storyboards and video moods to explain and visualize in tangible terms what form a campaign might may take. I think you're touching on a very interesting point that also is very much related to the changes that we are seeing in how the policymaking is happening. I mean, there are so many issues that are um, so important to citizens and are extremely emotional as well, that a lot of the policymaking initiatives are starting, the conversations around the policy, uh, the new policy initiatives are starting because of an impetus given by citizens that uh, really underline that a certain issue is extremely important to them. And so that also would very much sustain what you're saying, that organizations that try to influence the policymaking process need to think about how to create impactful stories that will touch a broader group of stakeholders, be it citizens, or be it policymakers, be it the media, for example. It's true. And that's why storytelling is the key. It does, it does indeed come across as one of the, if not the top skill that uh, our clients also ask when they look for communications professionals. And I think it's, it's a great sum up in a way because uh, storytelling is how we create emotions and how we create reactions in others, right? Indeed. And sometimes to create impactful storytelling, you just need to change your point of view to be able to see things from another angle. For example, just today, I participated to a briefing meeting with a new client, and I was positively surprised when the communication manager told me, in all honesty, we needed an external eye. Look at everything we've done in the last 17 years and see if there's still something valid to support a new campaign. That's the right approach. Storytelling is not inventing, and it's, it certainly does not mean telling a fairy tale. Storytelling is knowing how to combine your mission, tone of voice, and your vision to create a unique message. Well, I'm really glad that you're bringing these topics uh, to the discussion and to the agenda in Brussels as well. Having worked within the EU bubble for a number of years, I do see the need for that. And I think it's just beneficial to create a better understanding and also to allow people to make the right use of the communications expertise and to be able to mindfully choose what they really need and what will best suit their organization uh, needs. Thank you, Anna, for your point of view. 
I really hope we can talk about this topic again in the future together. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure and yeah, happy to keep talking. If you think this podcast was interesting, please share your thoughts and comments on this topic. Thank you for tuning into the White Rabbit Hole podcast. Join us next week for more insights into the world of creative marketing. <laughs>